A huge part of this NFT space is art. And a few days ago, Brian Fanzo asked a simple question. What moves you from liking art to wanting to own it? And of course, this was on Twitter, so there was a very short answer, and I gave my five reasons as to why I buy art. However, my answer without context really makes me sound like a jerk. So today we're going to dive into that and explore some of the reasons why I purchase art and how to think about these things when fitting into the grand scheme of things if you're focusing on selling art within Web3. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So for context of this question, Brian Fanzo started the NFT 365 podcast, also the Mint 365 project. And about a year and a half ago or so, he started minting a NFT every single day. And now he's on a journey in AI and he's doing a lot of AI art. And that's a daily project that he's doing for the following 365 days after minting. Something I speak about, if you listen to some of the older episodes, absolute beast for even trying to attempt something like this. But Needless to say, now that he is producing art, he's in the art sphere and he's being featured by timepieces, uh, has something out there with Deepak, Cho- Deepak Chokra, uh, you know, the very famous, I guess you would say, philosopher or whatever you want to say. And his art is associated with some very influential people within the space. And I myself, as someone who came into the space as a collector, I actually have purchased art even in the past. And I'm not talking about Picasso's or any multi-million dollar thing. I mean from some local artists. I'm here in Jamaica and I go to the craft market and I love seeing some of those tropical scenes and what have you. So when answering this question, which does apply to NFTs, but specifically, I gave my pre-NFT answer, meaning before the idea of trying to sell an NFT on the open market, What made me purchase art? So the first thing that I said is I hear a story in my head when I see it, meaning that the picture, whatever's up there is so vivid. They say pictures speak a thousand words. Well, I like art that actually makes me stop and look at it and try to piece out the story. I try to hear what the painting or the image, the photographer, sculptor, whatever it might be is trying to say. And anything that really makes me stop walking, especially if this is like street art, when I'm walking down the street and it gets me to stop from where I'm going, well, that is something that really catches my attention. I try to figure out what kind of story is being told once it draws me in. Number two, once it has my attention, I often think of that uh, scene from Django Unchained. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. And that's when I actually like the story that's being told. So there's lots of paintings and pictures out there. I remember looking at some of the things from my history class, thinking of all the World War II art that Picasso was putting out that spoke against fascism, all the different artists that came out telling the story of the different troubles and things that they're going through with Nazi Germany and so forth. There are a lot of dark things that happened in history, or even in my own history, being of African descent. Some of those slavery arts, they tell stories, however... The reason why I probably would never buy one of those pieces is because I don't like the story that it tells. It doesn't make me necessarily feel good as an individual. Now, I know all art is not there to make you feel good, but me personally, the question is, why would I buy art? Now, I don't want anything around me that's going to make me feel bad, right? So 
Although I appreciate the history that is told in some of the darkest times in history, whether it is the oppression that various people groups have gone through, wars, and maybe a hundred years from now, there'll be a lot of art that has been created about COVID-19 and all these different things. But guess what? That is not something that I'm interested in, in, in collecting and purchasing because I don't want to be surrounded by things that draw down my spirit, make me feel any kind of negative way. So the third reason why I would move from someone that likes art into one to actually purchase it is that I can display it. I want to have the space to put it up, be able to share it with people, have it be a conversation piece. Because I'm not one of those people that is just buying art for the sake of putting it down in a storeroom or uh, in, in the case of uh, some of these very multi-million dollar rich ones, like you have it locked up in some vault. No, I mean, if I'm spending my money on art, again, whether it be at the craft market in Jamaica or some street art that I see in New York City or wherever it is, is because I want to display it. I want to put it on my desk. I want to put it on my wall. I want to have it around the house. So when I have guests and friends come over, I can tell the story of how I acquired it. I want them to actually enjoy it with me and things like that. You know, I'm not just collecting for the sake of collecting. So as far as being able to do that, I have to be able to display it. So for example, some of these Picassos, I don't think people really understand the actual size and scope of how big these paintings are. And it is just massive how much space some of these take up. So of course, I'm not going to be buying some 100 foot mural because I just don't have the space to put that up there. As much as I might like it, I might love the story, but where am I going to put it? Number four, obviously, is can I afford it, right? Am I going to have to skip some meals because of this art? Am I going to have to, you know, possibly look for somewhere to live because I'm not going to afford where I'm staying? Exactly. How does this fit into my budget? First and foremost, again, I might like how it looks. I might love the story that it's telling. I might have the space to display it. But if it's not within my budget, of course, I'm not going to buy it. And that's needless to say. So lastly, which is the part that really makes me sound like a jerk, number five is I want to reward the artist. And those things are actually in order between number one and five. That is my order of priority. And the fifth one, and that's what I said, without context, that really makes me sound like a jerk. Reason being is if it doesn't catch my attention, meaning number one, like the story or hear the story that it's telling. Number two, if I don't like the story that it's telling, and even if I can, I just don't have the space to put it could be way out of my budget. Well, then the fact that I want to reward the artist and I want them to succeed and keep going, whatever, is kind of irrelevant at that point. I'm not going to buy the art. Now, it might come to the case where I'm just a patron of their arts. I might just donate, say, hey, this is pretty cool. I have no space for it, but here's a few dollars. Uh, maybe go get a cup of coffee or whatever it might be. Buy some supplies. Keep going. That is a completely different thing. But the question which was asked is, why do I move from liking art to purchasing it or wanting to buy it? And those things are all into consideration. Now, as far as supporting art and actually paying for things, I mean, again, if you listen to me, I'm all for royalties, paying artists and all those different things. I mean, I was one of those people that was still buying CDs and, and downloading things and uh, paying for them. For example, I probably one of the last ones that I actually purchased from Google Music's which nobody was doing at the time was uh, one of Adele's uh, last albums because I just absolutely love Adele. And I was just one of those people that's like, you know what? I love the story that she's telling and I just want to reward her for it. I know Adele doesn't need any money from me. She is doing pretty well. Now, the small guy that's down the street that is selling some tapes that he's singing into and, and things of that nature. Well, yeah, then I'll buy from them too as well. I just want to support those artists. 
So I have no issue with that. But as far as all those other things, to me, it is way more important than buying it and supporting that artist is because if I have nowhere to facilitate all that stuff, that is sort of relevant at that point. Now, how does this tie into the whole NFT space and everything? A lot of those criteria actually still transfer over. There's just a few more dynamics and a few more elements that are put into it because the resale factor is a lot more front and center, if you will. So a lot of people start to look at, well, how's that community going? Is that fan base growing? And of course, this is all verifiable, seeing how many people are collecting it on the blockchain, see the fans and engagement on Twitter and so forth. So those are some measurables that we see, because let's just say we have a street artist that we fall in love with, we start collecting their pieces and so forth. For the most part, we're not thinking about all of that. Even if we think, you know, one day this is going to be worth something, this guy's really going to blow up when people figure out who he or she is. So no, like that is a possibility. But generally speaking, we're going to buy that stuff because we just like it, right? So when it comes to the whole NFT space and people trying to sell the art, I mean, I've been in so many spaces where people are saying things like, well, why aren't you guys supporting the artist and, and so forth, right? Makes it sound like you're a jerk because you're not buying the art. Well, if all those things are in place before, regardless of the fact that it's an NFT, like who cares, right? I know it's really hard to say and it, it sounds mean, but you know, we have to move past the part where this is looked at as sort of like a charity case, right? Just because there is some amazing technology out here and we all see the benefits, you know, everyone listening to this podcast, anyone in the space still during this market sees the benefits of this space, right? We understand the technology. Now, as an artist that is coming into the space, or if you are associated with any artists, uh, supporting any artists or anything, I think it's very important to understand the fact that just because you have some art that you think is awesome doesn't mean that people should buy it. Like, why should people buy it? They have to have a lot of criteria. Now, those are just my specific criteria for why I buy art. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking the same. Because when I think about all these things too, right? I would say I really started to collect art and different pictures and things of that nature, maybe around high school, going into college, definitely. And for the most part, those were posters, right? Even if they were actual paintings, they were replicas. They were copies of it. And going to the whole thing, it was never because I'm like, oh, I want to support the artist, right? In many of these cases, either the artist was dead and gone or public domain at this point, whatever it might be. And it's like, I am just purchasing it and buying it because simply I like it, right? I wanted to display. I wanted to put it up. It somehow told a story that I absolutely loved and all those above criteria that I'm saying. So now with the whole Web3 space, NFT, I mean, space isn't an issue. Everyone can just whip out their wallet, their phone, or whatever it might be, and display the art. So you're not going to run out of space. It's not like there's a maximum amount of NFTs anyone can collect. No. However, there is a maximum budget. Maybe you overspend. So even if I see something that I absolutely love today, for example, there is a, a, quite a few artists that I came across recently on Twitter that have these pencil drawings that looks like they're photographers. And I mean, I'm talking about like the detail in the eyes and everything. It looks like there is water and there is light bouncing off it like a real eye. And the only thing that is used to create this is charcoal. It's absolutely mind blowing. So as much as I want one of those pieces and I think it would be just amazing, the black and white fits into any room and everything, but I just can't afford it. I mean, so at this point in time, I would love to support that artist. And even one of them sent me a DM because I complimented the artwork and was just like, hey, um, well, if you really like it that much, um, can you purchase it? 
Well, yeah, I would love to purchase it, but um, it's not in my budget right now. First of all, it is expensive. This is not like a $50 or a $100 replica that I'm going to find on Amazon. This is something that I'm going to have to put down some serious money. It might be $2,000 for one of these pieces. So that is a lot of money for anyone but definitely a lot of money for me. So this is not like something I can just go out and just, uh, you know, buy something like that on a whim just because. So when it comes to all of this stuff and understanding why people do their purchases and so forth, there's multiple reasons. But I think a lot of people will fall into some of these general categories and what have you. But I would love to know, what are your thoughts? Do you collect art and why are they? What what are your reasons for actually making a purchase? Because there's a big difference between liking something on Instagram or Twitter or wherever else and actually saying, you know what, I want to own that. So what moves you from the person who's just scrolling with a smile on social media to the person that is actually buying that? Can you relate to my reasons? Do you think I'm a jerk for my order of priority, if you will? Please feel free to let me know at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or using contact information in the show notes as usual. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.